Hello, podcasters. Another fantastic show. We uh, celebrate COVID, the anniversary week. It's really started this week. And, uh, you know, this week is the week we met Anthony Fauci. And so we've got an Anthony Fauci cake we're going to be cutting up a little later. We talk about President uh, Biden's press conference. Uh, just how scary that might be. You remember when you used to watch like Dan Quayle or, you know, uh, George Bush and your butt would tighten just a little bit and you'd be like, please don't screw it up. Please don't screw it up. Please. I'm happy to say Democrats are going to feel that way on Thursday. <laughs> they certainly will. Yeah. We also looked at the similarities between what the media says about Donald Trump and who Andrew Cuomo actually is. Ah, it's uh, weird. Seems to be a lot of them. Yeah. All that and more on today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off. Subscribe and rate and review this podcast as well as Stu Does America. I uh, would really appreciate that as well. And don't forget, Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. not willing to actually tell you the truth they're not willing to tell themselves the truth and it's really really super easy when you have people out there with bad intent who take things i'm talking directly to media matters and george soros people that take things out of context and then send them everywhere to all of the media outlets and then those media outlets because they're not honest and they don't look at media matters and say anything but they're on our side. They take those clips out of context. They take those clips and they make it into something that it isn't because you don't actually listen to the whole thing. It's not honest. Tucker Carlson and I were uh, torched by John Oliver over the weekend. And I don't really care, but I want you to know the difference. I need you to be able to say here is the difference. Here's why we say that. We think that fascism is happening in America. We believe that if anyone who says my way or the highway is a fascist. When it comes to Dr. Seuss books, it is not fascistic for the family to say we're not going to print this anymore. We want to change the we want to change the uh, the the drawings in this book. That's not fascistic. However, what happened after that is fascistic. eBay won't allow you to buy the book now. Well, wait a minute. What? Amazon immediately pulled all the books. Now libraries are pulling the books. Schools are pulling the books. That's fascistic. When the family says we're not doing it, that's one thing. But once you cross into a public library where I can get a copy of Mein Kampf, but I can't get a copy of Dr. Seuss, there's a problem. You know what is fascistic? Almost every story that is run on Dr. Seuss does not show any of the offending pictures. When you see the offending pictures, you're like, okay, yep, that's kind of an outdated stereotype. Mm-hmm. And nobody's defending that. But when you read a story 
and it won't show you anything. It won't actually let you decide that's fascistic. Everybody is jamming everything down everyone's throat. And if you don't agree, you should be canceled. Here's uh, here's uh, John Oliver talking about Tucker Carlson and I this Sunday. Now, that testimony was pretty newsworthy. But while some networks took the hearings live, Fox, unsurprisingly, barely covered it. In fact, across conservative media, you would hardly know the hearing had happened because they were too busy with this. Dr. Seuss getting canceled. The children's book publisher says it will stop releasing six of his books. The cancel culture going after Dr. Seuss tonight. Dr. Seuss books are now too insensitive and even racist for this mob. They are banning Dr. Seuss books. How much more do you need to see before all of America wakes up and goes, this is fascism. Oh, I don't know. Uh, a lot more? Because the books weren't banned. Dr. Seuss Enterprises decided to stop printing six of them. And a company deciding which of its own books it will or won't print is an example of free enterprise, not fascism. It doesn't make as much sense to argue they're banning unicycles. How much more do you need to see before America wakes up and says this is transcendentalism? Well, the first thing isn't even true, and I've got no idea how you got from there to the second part. Ah, uh, well, let me explain to you. Uh, uh, here, here's how I explain it. Uh, if someone was banning unicycles, uh, and, and, uh, and, and everybody went out and tried to buy them and unicycles went from $5, uh, 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 to, uh, $1,500, you'd think, uh, 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 there might be a market for it. There's a market for these books. People were standing in line to get these books before you couldn't get them anymore. Uh, 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 it's not just a private business making the decision. First of all, he's right. The family made the decision. Then, then the publisher said, uh, 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 we're not going to publish it anymore. Okay. Private business. Let's get into that here in a second. Private business. And a family. Uh, 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 okay. Now let's go to the libraries. Uh, that seems to be a, 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 a government institution. How about eBay? Uh, 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 private business. Private business. You know what's really interesting is how all of these private businesses are doing things that are against the Constitution, against freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly. All of these things. Freedom to petition your own government. I have a right to petition my government and say, hey, what the hell is going on with coronavirus? Why are you behaving this way? Instead, uh, 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 they don't like it. And so all the private businesses are stifling us. Uh, now, that's not uh, 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 exactly fascism. But let me uh, uh, explain how you got there. It's pretty easy. These huge corporations are now doing the bidding for the United States government. 
They are now, many of them are in bed with the government, doing business with the government. Um, I know you're not from around these parts, uh, John Oliver, but maybe you should read some, some of our past presidents. Maybe you could read the farewell address uh, 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 from Eisenhower. He explained all of this. It's called a public-private partnership in many cases. And while we don't have Hitler, we uh, uh, didn't have Hitler when Trump was in charge. In fact, when Trump, Trump was in charge, he talked a good game, but he didn't do the things that are being done right now. Stu, Stu has a list of all of the things that, that Cuomo has done. Cuomo is the fascist that they said Hitler was going to do. Everything they said, and I'm sorry, that Trump was. They said everything that Trump was going to do, Cuomo has done. But you guys don't care because you're not honest. By the way. Uh, the thing that you said that none of us were covering, it was like it never happened. Uh, I covered it several times that day, but you didn't care to look. You just made a blanket statement that I didn't cover it. I did cover it. But it would require work from you. Oh, no. This is a warning sign. You don't just wake up in a fascistic government. You just don't wake up one day and go, whoa, we were free yesterday. It's baby steps. And I have no problem with the family saying we're not going to do it. They own the rights so they can do that. Why can't I sell my book on eBay? Why can't I do that? It's a collectible. Again, on eBay, I could sell Mein Kampf. But not Dr. Seuss. That's weird. And how they all get together and they all walk in lockstep. And if you disagree with him, you're mocked, you're ridiculed, you're isolated. Hmm. You guys should build a gulag. Don't you think? Let me. I, I don't. I don't mean to be insulting. Yes, I do. But let me dumb it down for John Oliver. Down in the bowels of the HBO lot, where the truth goes to die, a slow death and then rot. Where the woke may talk freely and others may not, there sat in a green room upon his wee cot, a pundit who dreaded all social injustice, whose hair was cropped close like Caesar Augustus. Why bother reporting things as they were said when you can simply clip them and play them instead? Why bother with fairness? Why trouble your head? You'll sleep just the same late at night in your bed. And so to that Oliver fellow from Britain, who with clips missing all of their context is smitten, who likes to dissect what I've said and what I've written, who must chew on the great big old bite that he has bitten. I say with no malice, for none's to be trucked. 
though my words you've cut short and my good name you've mocked and the system of good journalism you've bucked my advice to you is go out and get yourself a blaze subscription so you can have access to everything that i might have said and maybe you won't get it wrong next time yes you will because you're not actually looking for truth This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed joins us today. Yeah, I, I see that uh, you're perpetuating the myth. Uh, that Booker T. Washington existed. <laughs> is this not crazy? What's next? Are you going to say that Helen Keller really existed? Uh, I hope not. Please uh, tell me that's not something. No, that is something. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Helen so, Keller didn't exist. Hang Please. on. Hang on. If you just joined us, hmm. the uh, <laughs> on the copyright page of the new printing of Up From Slavery by Booker T. Washington, which is his story, Written by him a few years ago, it said uh, 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 scholars aren't quite sure if this is a work of fiction or not. We're not sure he actually lived in uh, in slavery. Now it says it is a book of fiction and all characters have no likeness, no meaning to anyone who actually lived. It's crazy. Unreal. But you're also protecting uh, the Helen Keller myth, I see. (laughs) She, please, you got a deaf, blind person who can't speak that wrote 12 books? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Whatever. And flew an airplane, by the way, for a time. Uh, I'm sorry. And she was a motivational speaker. Okay, what else? Did she fly, too? Could she fly? (laughs) I think she probably could. Uh, that she had an airplane. Of course she could fly. Well, uh, yeah. she flew without oh, the airplane without as well. The airplane. Okay, yeah, okay. she did fly an airplane, but I think she could fly without so one. So are they saying that she didn't exist or that she couldn't do any of these No, things? there's a Gen Z thing going on now on TikTok that she just didn't exist. And people are really animated about it, really pissed off about it. Because I, I think because, look, I can't accomplish anything but participation trophies. And this woman who had all these disabilities did all these great things. No, I'm sorry. I can't accept that. I think that's how it kind of started because I think people are, I think they're put to shame by what she did. And I'm not even a fan of Helen Keller. I'm not she a was fan a, She was a communist, but yeah. well, she, said, she did amazing things. Right. She was like, uh, you know, <laughs> nobody can do it by themselves. Uh, and mm-hmm. everything we learned about Helen Keller was that she was this this real, you know, individualist that would just would not be stopped. And in some ways, that's true. But as she accomplished everything, she said, basically, no one else could accomplish this. Yeah. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing that's going on Weird. now. You know, people who are up at the top of the food chain are saying, yeah, but you'll never be able to do that. You'll need me sort of slamming the door behind him. Exactly right. Exactly right. But she did exist. I <laughs> yes, she. Did I have exist. a friend who owns a lot mm. of her writings in her own hand. Right. <laughs> no, I, 
<laughs> you believe this guy? Right, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Oh, I am calling him. I am calling oh, him. Oh, yeah, go okay. ahead. He, he go owns ahead. her writings. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really How hard to How did she fake. write stuff which she couldn't even see her writing? We Thank have, you. How'd that we happen? Have Come a on. Set, <laughs> we have a set of Bibles that uh, the blind mm. used to use in the 1800s. Ah, blind before, Bibles. Oh, yes, yeah. they were mm-hmm. before Braille. Ah, <laughs> uh, before Braille, Pat. They were oh, able to read it before Braille. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow, what an incredible. <laughs> maybe blindness and the definition have changed. Sarah, call Caesar, have him call M1, get one of those Bibles over here. Oh, will Caesar, that's Caesar. a real person. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like Caesar existed too, I bet. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, oh, got yeah. you are the worst. We are, we're actually in that time period now. We, we are. are. We're in that time period. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's mm. crazy. Uh, by the way, tonight on uh, television, or no, sorry, tomorrow night on television, the Wednesday night special is all about this kind of crazy stuff. And how these things didn't happen. They didn't exist. And uh, and uh, our uh, founders, I mean, we're going to get to a point where our founders didn't even exist. Do you know that the new curriculum, I think it's for Minnesota, for the United States of America, it starts 1619. And then it skips over the pilgrims. And then it skips over the founding of America. It skips over uh, the Civil War. It uh, skips over uh, the, all of the inventions here in America, and then it skips over World War One, <laughs> World War Two, and it picks up with the atomic bomb. We go, so we go from, from 1619, 1619 to, to the atomic, atomic bomb. bomb. Hmm. Yeah, there's no mention of wow. Holocaust. Nothing. None of that stuff is in there. Wow. Yeah, it's well, it's not relevant. It's old, dusty stuff. It's not relevant. It was just a time of racism. And then, so the, so the British came on shore in 1619. They had slaves. Mm-hmm. They built the atomic bomb and blew up the Japanese. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, wow. That's kind of hard to process. For no apparent reason. For no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, so just us, like, eventually bombing Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Right. Yeah. There's, yes. no re- there's no, there's no, no, reason, no reason for it. There's no that started no that reason. process no. at all. It's, well, we're racist. We were racist mm. in 1619. Racism continued until we finally got a bomb. And then we really... <laughs> Took our racism out on people. And there's no racism in the Pacific Theater whatsoever. No, there no. Was, of course not. W- w- there wasn't no. even a Pacific Theater. We just bombed them out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. I Why mean, would they have a theater when they're too busy fighting war? Hey, let's put our guns down. Let's go to the theater. It doesn't even make sense. It really dude. doesn't. It doesn't. Um, by the way, tomorrow night at uh, 9 o'clock, only on Blaze TV, we're going to be giving you some history, and we're going to show you how to fight it. Because... You need to fight it. And school teachers, if you are not on the front line, you're going to be part of the problem. Uh, because if you're if you're just like, I'm just I don't want to say anything. I understand that. I really do. But think of the children. Think of the damage that is going to be done on the children if you don't speak up right now. By the way, did you see Rush Limbaugh's death certificate? No. Yep. On his death certificate, uh, the uh, coroner uh, wrote for occupation. What do you think they wrote for occupation? Uh, Radio host? Mm. Best broadcaster ever? 
Mm. Uh, I'm guessing those are not correct. I don't I'm know. not a guess. It's completely out. Yeah. Greatest radio host of all time. Oh, okay. Mm. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. I like that. That's great. Hard to disagree with that one. Well, they'll find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. I think they'll find a way to do it. I thought they were going to put that on his tombstone, too. Are, are they? Do, do you know about that? Do you know? Have you heard if the, they're going to? I don't. So, I mean, who else? I mean, you, you, there's other people that would be in that conversation, obviously, but it's, it's, he changed the entire thing. I the, mean, he changed I mean, one of the bands. I mean, he saved an entire band of broadcasts. You would have to go again. <clears throat> I, I talked about this with the, the, you know, the Mount Rushmore of radio. Yeah. Uh, you'd go Orson Welles, who was a host, a radio host. You'd go maybe uh, uh, Bob Hope or Milton Berle. Yeah, if you Paul want to go Harvey. old-timey radio, yeah. yeah. yeah but I mean, in the current... Paul Harvey definitely belongs there. Yeah. But in the in the modern <clears throat> era, it's only Paul Harvey and Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Pat, let me, yeah. give you, let me give you one other host you might want to compare, maybe put on that, uh, okay. on that no, Mount don't. Rushmore. Here, let's listen. If, oh, <laughs> sausages, desserts, really yummy, <laughs> oh. cut with a spoon-style forks. You'll... Now, have you ever heard of a spoon-style fork, Pat? <laughs> a spork? Yeah, yeah. 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 A spork uh, would be a thing. Yeah. No one would ever call a sp- <laughs> spoon-style no fork. fork. But, uh, you know, look, I want to make sure we get all the Radio Hall of Fame people. Thank up you, that. Pat. Thank you for saying I'm always here to help. You know I that. was just trying to, to define a spork. That's all I was doing. You can call them sporks, but we have right. a lot of immigrants in this country. <laughs> And they're like, what is this? It's a spoon-style spoon fork. fork. That's it. <laughs> I'm just trying to welcome all of those newcomers so, on our border. It's your claim uh, that you cut uh, Omaha steaks with a spork? Uh, <laughs> you can. <laughs> I'd like to see that, actually. Yeah. You can. I like that. I mean, you it can. is tender. They are it incredibly they are tender. tender. That's exactly right. A spoon-style fork. fork. It's a spork. I can't even say it. It's a spork. So, uh, thank you, Pat, for yeah. dropping by. Yeah, I appreciate help. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. So, Stu, who knew that it was going to be so easy to solve poverty? I mean, I, I had no idea. All we had to do was write a $1,400 check to some people. <laughs> to some people, yes. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. All you need is a $1.9 trillion, almost all of it not going to the subject that's at hand. How dare you say that? And How dare you say that? What did you just say? I said almost all of it going to, not going to the <laughs> Listen to this exaggeration. Listen to this exaggeration. I happen to have the PolitiFact article right here oh good and you know that politifact is a staunch conservative article oh hugely conservative yeah i'm a little worried they're going to be biased here against conservatives you think you think i mean for conservatives right (laughs) uh president biden's 1.9 trillion dollar american rescue plan will soon become law uh total spending directly on covid 19's health impact Ranges from one set of numbers to another set of numbers. Well, that's almost always the case with every fact. Well, mm-hmm. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's a 9% of <laughs> Biden's American rescue plan does not directly go to COVID-19. 9%. So 91% goes to COVID-19. Um, I th- don't think that's accurate. I'm going to go with no. Well, I, I have it right here in black and white. There's a nine right there. Is it or not? 
And what's followed by that nine? I can't quite nothing. see, but I do see a nine. Nine, and then nothing right after that, and then the percent sign. <laughs> nine, zero, nothing, uh, and percent, nine percent. This is incredible, by the way. Ninety percent goes to non-COVID-related items. This is a COVID recovery program. Right. And they are to... You know, really help people out. So you've got a hundred million dollars. I'm sorry, a hundred billion dollars to a hundred and sixty billion dollars. That's eight point five percent of the bill's one point nine trillion dollar cost. Politifact is reporting fourteen uh, to twenty billion dollars goes to the vaccine distribution and vaccine related efforts. Uh, that's a percentage of about one to two percent. The rest goes to partisan priorities. For example, this is PolitiFact, by the way. For example, at least $350 billion goes to bailing out state and local governments. Despite most not actually experiencing predicted COVID-19 tax revenue shortfalls. That means Biden's bill spends more than twice as much lining the pockets of bankrupt blue states than it does actually addressing public health. Legislators included a completely unrelated $86 billion bailout for union pension plans. And the bill pours $128 billion into public education. Now, public education. Okay, let's fix the schools and make sure that COVID's. They asked for $25 billion. They got $86 no, I'm sorry, $128 billion. This never happens to me in my negotiations. I never ask for 20 of something and they give me 120 of it. I mean, that's, just, that's well, crazy. Another one of the big ticket items is this, uh, The you'd mentioned it, uh, the uh, $300 plus billion dollars for the state and local governments. Correct. And like you could say, let, let's step back from, from where we are for a second. You could say, all right, well... Look, the state and local governments are getting less money because of the COVID situation. People are out of work. So maybe that's a rationally tied to the COVID uh, situation. You, there's a way to get your brain to that. Until you learn that the tax revenues aren't down. Correct. So there's they're replenishing money that they actually already got. Mm-hmm. The tax revenues, if they had fallen by 50%, how are these governments going to run themselves? Okay, you could at least make a tie there, right? To say, Mm -hmm. maybe, instead, they actually didn't have a fall in revenue, and they are still giving them hundreds of billions of dollars. And I can guarantee you that they're not going to go to pay bills. They're not going to go into pension funds. They're not going to do any of the things that that got them to the place that they're in right now. So they're going to take this, and they'll blow it, and they will be back for more. Mm-hmm. These are, you know, th- these they are not going to pay down bills. They won't. And why should I pay for the, you know, the unions and all the things that they promised the teachers and the firemen and the police in Illinois when I live in Texas? And I, I said, no, this doesn't work. I, I would love to live in California. But their their system is insane. And it was only a matter of time before it collapsed. And I didn't want any of that. I didn't want to be responsible for any of that. So I don't live in California. Why is Texas paying for the bailout of New York or California or Illinois? 
Why? Why isn't the state required to go to those people and say, look, your unions lied to you and we lied to you. We said that this would all work out and it's all going to be fine. And yeah, you can have this amount of money and you can have this kind of a pension. Well, it doesn't work out. And everybody who said that it wouldn't work out, they were right. We were wrong. Why, do, why is there no penalty for anything if you're in the right crowd? I don't, I, don't, I don't understand it. Because we wouldn't be getting that. Would you be getting that? Would anybody who's run a business poorly that isn't a bank or a union, would you be getting that? If you just ran it into the ground and you had all kinds of debt, would the government be bailing you out? Should the government be bailing you out? The answer is no. Now, if the government actually told you you were having a a successful business and the government came to you and said, you've got to shut this down, then they're responsible for it. You can't do that to people. You can't just take their money and their livelihood, shove them into poverty, destroy everything they've built. And then what? Because they're not a minority, they don't get help. How is this fair to any Democrat. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about those in Washington. I'm talking about those average people that live in our streets. The average person that has a house a couple doors down from you. We are we are getting to a place to where they think that because you believe differently, you were for the January 6th uh, riot at the Capitol. That you are part of that somehow or another. That's got to stop. It's got to stop. I don't know anybody who wasn't embarrassed by that. Who wasn't horrified by that. Who didn't watch that and go, oh, gee, stop. Stop. This is wrong. But now, and I've lost a gig because of it. Uh, A friend of mine wrote to me last night and said, his uncle, who was more like his dad growing up, won't even talk to him. They talked, you know, and saw each other. And he, and he said his uncle was like, well, you were just part of that January 6th thing. And he's like, what are you talking about? No, I wasn't. I didn't like that at all. He said, luckily, we had the relationship where we could talk about it and get past it. But I didn't think we were going to get past it for a while. He's just so convinced this is this is insanity, insanity. When The Washington Post uh, writes that uh, Joe Biden has stopped poverty, cured poverty. Why didn't we just write people fourteen hundred dollar checks, you know, back in 1968? If that was the way to cure poverty, why didn't we do that? Somebody should have pointed that out. It's not curing poverty. In fact, it's going to make poverty worse in the long run. If you get people strung out on unemployment and benefits from the government, you are going to see very bad things. We should point out the $1,400 check is not unemployment, which is a totally different part of this bill. The the $1,400 check is just extra money to people, many of whom did work throughout the pandemic. 
It's just a matter of whether you made up to, what is it? It was between, I know they were going back and forth between seventy-five dollars and $100,000. We don't have a final number yet because the House and the Senate need to work it out together. But the bottom line is, this is just a stimulus check. And, and we should point out, it's $1,400 per person in the household. So if you have a four-person household, you're talking about $5,600, which, you know, giving out checks of $5,600 to household after household, many of which did actually work throughout the year. It's a it's a big it's boom. A, it's a, I mean it is because we it's easy to say like you're not going to solve pro- poverty with fourteen hundred dollar checks and that's true, but this is going to cost us a lot for a very short term sugar rush. Yes, that and, is, and people are going to rush out and buy things that they shouldn't. Stu and I were talking um, uh, just what was it Sunday? Stu came over to my house and we were talking about the um, ESG standards. The environmental social justice and government uh, standards our parties are fun yeah <laughs> come to glenn's house you are having a yeah. good time would you like another drink yes uh <laughs> one trip and you're an alcoholic it's amazing how that happens so we were talking about that and talking about you know i might replace my roof i might have to because we had a big storm blah 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 uh and we're talking about maybe getting elon musk the tesla solar roof solar thing, roof yeah. which is pretty i mean it's pretty amazing technology yeah but i wouldn't i don't want to do it because it's not ready yet the technology is not ready but if you don't have your house greenified you're going to you're going to pay all kinds of penalties you're going to pay all kinds of penalties so now they're giving let's say a family of four fifty six hundred dollars what is that family going to do if they knew what was coming their way, they would save it and they would, you know, either move, or, you know, to some state that's not going to force you to do these things or you'd save it for the taxes or you would save it for, you know, whatever it is you have to do to greenify your house. But you're going to be asked to make all kinds of changes to your house. The Green New Deal does not have to pass. It's going to be done through the banking system. And big businesses. That's why they're all for this, because they're all making things that they know you're going to be required to buy. And so what are they doing? They're sending everybody, you know, checks and people are going to go and they're going to blow it and it's going to be a sugar high. All that money is going to wash into the system, which will make prices higher. And then when it's gone, here comes the Green New Deal, or at least it's non-public, uh, but it's private partner coming and shoving that down your throat. Na, 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 na.